0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode seventy-one of a Clean Skate podcast, a Dallas Stars podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we are one win away from the Stanley Cup Finals—the first time the Stars have made. Could potentially, we haven't done it yet. Listen, at the time I'm recording this, the Dallas Stars are up three to one on the Vegas Golden Knights. No one except Stars fans. Had Dallas going this far in the playoffs. Let's be honest. Everyone else's bracket in the rest of the league had Vegas, if not Colorado, over the Stars. So we knocked off Colorado, and people were like, all right, that's awesome. I don't think they gave the Stars a fighting chance against Vegas. And to be honest, listen, I was nervous. I thought Colorado was going to be a tough chance, and they gave us a run for our money, but we did it in spectacular fashion, and I think that this Vegas series is very different. I would almost compare this Vegas series a little bit closer to the Flame series, I think. I think the Colorado series was a very, very different series from what the Dallas Stars would like to play, and I think we see in this Flames In the Flames series and in the Vegas series, definitely more of a return to the style of play the Dallas Stars like to play. The Flames series was interesting. I think it was a little bit more open just because it was the first round, and the Stars really hadn't discovered their game yet. Colorado was just such a weird series, and it's really hard to play Col- like to play Colorado style. So Dallas was just sort of doing whatever they could against Colorado, and now against Vegas, we're actually seeing like Vegas trying their game strategy, and Dallas being just fine and now winning using their own game strategy instead of trying to adapt to what the other teams are doing. But I don't want to go too far into this, you know. I, I don't want to give everything away. I think we should hop right into our weekly game recap there is going to be no guest segment on this week's episode uh it is just going to be the recaps and then i got a few things to rant about and then i'm going to leave you guys at that because when this episode comes out on monday when it comes out monday night is when you know game five will be and potentially you know the stars going into that next round the next time, we'll be talking. I will either be very, very happy, and I will be talking about the upcoming Stanley Cup final matchup between most likely the Tampa Bay Lightning, or I'll be very, very disappointed that they choked away a 3-1 lead. I don't think that's going to happen at all. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So let's just get into recapping game two, because last episode, we had an interview with the Vegas Knightly guys right after game one where the Stars put up a 1-0 win to go up 1-0 in the series. Now, if you guys remember that episode, they weren't very worried. They were okay with the fact they lost game one. I wouldn't say that they were happy with the loss. Like, you're never happy to lose, but they definitely were still okay to just be down by one. And it was only game one, and it was an interesting one. It was one nothing, and one of the questions uh, they asked me was, do I expect this game to be... Uh, you know, sort of the, the trends that are for the series. And I said no, but looking at it, this isn't a very high goal-scoring series. This isn't a crazy goal-scoring series like Calgary or Colorado in that sense because there are a lot more goals scored in those two series. So far, all of these games have been relatively tight games. Like, they've been close games. It's a one nothing win. And so now going into... Game two, remember, game one, we had Marc-Andre Fleury in net, who was fantastic for them. He only allowed the one goal, and it very well could have been a multi-goal deficit for Vegas after that game one, if not for Marc-Andre Fleury. However, in this one, we see, obviously, Anton Hudobin still in net, versus, for the first time, the Stars have seen him this playoffs, Robin Leonard, obviously, the whole thing between Lennar and Fleury and Fleury's agent posting that picture of Fleury being stabbed in the back by his coach, Pete DeBoer. Um, obviously, that whole Twitter debacle happened last, you know, last series for Vegas. And so we saw him get the game one and then the, he obviously got the loss. So they went with Lennar in this game, too. Cogliano is still out. Ranta is still in the lineup. Cogliano still deemed unfit to play since Game 7 of the Colorado Series. However, Ryan Reeves returns for the Vegas Golden Knights. He comes back from his one-game suspension after that he got in Game 7 versus the Vancouver Canucks after he had that high head hit on Tyler Mott. And it was a strong showing from both goalies early. Like This is going to be a really fun series to watch goaltending-wise, because a lot of very fun, acrobatic, exciting goaltenders to watch. Dallas is still taking way too many penalties, and I actually read a stat that Dallas is the most penalized team in the NHL in these playoffs. Like thats I don't know what that is, whether it is we're just so used to not having the puck, so we're always defending, so we're just in more opportunities to take penalties, or it's just undisciplined, or a little bit of both. But if we want to win, and especially if we play teams like Tampa in the finals, like we cannot allow them to have multiple power plays. It's just like the Colorado series. We shot ourselves in the foot in so many games in the Colorado series by taking so many penalties. So the Stars really needed to stay out of the box. They, you know, didn't seem to do that in the first period in this one. But Anton Hudobin was continually amazing on the penalty kill and, The stars go. The stars are 18 for their last 19 penalty kills going into this one. And the score is 0 0 at the end of the first period. The shots are 8 5 for Vegas. Early in the second period, Corey Perry has some good looks on the power play. I really only notice him when he's on the power play. Other than that, he is just getting pushed around and never skating very fast. But unfortunately, Paul Stasny scores his third of the playoffs four minutes and 53 seconds into the second period. It's a really good pull-up cycle by the defenseman who had entered the zone. He hits Carlson, who was the trailer on the play, who hits Pacioretty down low. Then Joel Hanley, like, flops along the ice at him to try and take away his passing lane, and Pacioretty just finds Stasny in front of the net, and he hits the backdoor tap-in for the 1-0 lead. Then, just... 11.36 11.36 left in the second period. William Carlson scores on the power play, his fourth of the playoffs. It's great movement by Vegas on the power play. You see similar passing on their power play as we saw in the Colorado series. And then it eventually works its way around to Carlson, who is along the left hand boards. He skates in and sort of through a screen, sort of not really. He makes Dobby guess and he snipes it five hole on Anton Hudobin to give the Golden Knights the 2 2 0 lead. Vegas would score again. Shade Theodore had looked like he had scored, but Dobby had been spun around by Pacciaretti, who was entering the play, and the goal was called back on goaltender interference. But the Stars still cannot seem to take penalties. The second period was filled with Stars penalties. And because of that, they have very few good looks on net. One of their few good looks was a breakaway by Matthias Janmark. But I'm still convinced that Janmark will never score a goal again. And then eventually a three-on-one develops. And Thomas Nosek scores his second of the playoffs with just 528 left in the second. It's just an amazing three-on-one. It's worked from... The left side, back to the point, back down to the left side, and then across crease, back to Nosik, who has opened up for the one timer. Nothing Hudobin can do. They worked it perfectly, so nothing Klingberg could do. He was the one defenseman back. And now the Stars are in a 3 nothing deficit. These shots are 27-12 to 12 for Vegas. Vegas had 19 shots in the second period. They, we were getting absolutely run out of the building in the second period. And to be honest, I mean, I know Hudobin led in three. This game could have easily been five if not for Anton Hudobin. Then going into the third period, we see Jake Ottinger start in this one. He's obviously been on the bench since Bishop has been unfit to play. So he's been backing up Hudobin. Obviously, we never expect to see him in a game, but they figured we were down by three. They put in Ottinger. We weren't really playing super great, and we didn't expect to see the three-goal lead. Honestly, you see Ottinger in net for the third period, Hudobin on the bench. I think that's a, a at least a look to the team that they don't expect us to get back in this game by putting Ottinger in there. I mean, he was steady, I guess. He didn't face a ton of shots in the third period, thank God. But they felt that Anton Hudovin was just getting shelled and they wanted to give him a rest. Unfortunately, the Stars were... Obviously, like I said, not really ever in it. They had a bit of a push in the third period, but they still are unable to crack Leonard and they lose 3-0. The final shots are 32-24 to for Vegas. They go 0-2 on the power play and 5-4-6 on the penalty kill. And the series then is tied up at 1-1. Moving along to Game three, we see the exact same lineups as we saw in game two. Leonard is back in net for Vegas. Obviously, he got the shutout, so why would you not stick with the hot hand? And honestly, he's obviously been the better goalie this playoffs. Not to say that Fleury didn't play really, really well in that game one, but he's been getting the W, so I can't really blame Pete DeBoer for going away from that. So Leonard stays in net. We see a much tighter first period. However, Vegas still has more Pressure and possession the whole time. Luckily, Hudobin is just stellar in the first period. And he is able to keep the game tied at zero. We go to the second period. The shots are 12-14 to for Vegas after the first period. The Stars definitely are shooting more in this second period. Not afraid to trade chances with the Golden Knights. And then finally, sort of against the run of play, Near the end of the second period, with just 16.7 seconds left, Jamie Alexiak scores his fourth of the series on a breakaway. Yeah, I'll say that again. Jamie Alexiak, our defenseman, scored on a breakaway. It was a really good shot block by Como in the zone. That is then passed up to Heiskinen. Heiskinen then hits Alexiak, who is already breaking for it. He is able to use his long reach to hold off the back checking defenseman, and he goes forehand, backhand, and it just sneaks past Leonard. Leonard was definitely not happy that he let that one in. He almost had it too. But Alexiak is able to crack him and give the Stars the 1-0 lead. Heading into the third period, the shots are 22-18 for Vegas after the second. Early in the third period, Tyler Sagan is then stopped on a 2-on-1. And then shortly after that, as it always happens, Shea Theodore would score on the power play just 3 minutes and 49 seconds into the third period. It's worked around till eventually back to the point. He then throws a wrist shot through traffic, very similar to John Klingberg's wrist shot, and it goes high short side on Hudobin to tie the game up at one. Luckily, just three minutes and 46 seconds later, Jamie Benn would score his sixth of the playoffs. Tyler Sagan at the blue line hits Jamie Benn, who streaks between the two defensemen, sort of corrals corrals a bouncing puck, and fakes the shot originally, opens up, Leonard and snipes it five hole to regain the star's lead then just seven minutes and 14 seconds left in the third period Mark Stone would score his seventh of the period Alex Tuck would circle the net and shoot on net Hudobin would sort of fall off balance and the puck would then deflect off of Mark Stone's shoulder and in the play was in challenge for goaltender interference and it was held up like I saw this one and I disagreed with it entirely like they called it in they said incidental contact outside of the crease and I know that his his foot sort of got him and it's out of the paint but like it it was still if you're gonna call the Theodore goal back in game game two why would you call this one back in this one it just it didn't make sense because they seemed they felt very similar just from different sides However, that did not seem to shake Hudobin as he made multiple, and I say multiple, full splits, like cracking the groin saves with just the toes of his skates. Like, they were incredible saves to keep us tied at two. Jamie Benn would have an amazing chance right at the end of the third period, but Leonard just keeps it out. And we head to overtime. The shots are 40-22 to 22 for Vegas. They had 18 shots in that third period. There have been some periods over the course of this series where they just shell us, and Hudobin is spectacular. Hudobin is the MVP of this series, hands down. And then a miracle happens. In overtime, Alexander Radulov scores 31 seconds in. It's a great passing play out of the zone by Jamie Benn. To Pavelski, who's standing at one side of the blue line, he throws it cross ice. To Radulov, who's at the other end of the blue line, he streaks in and then snipes it short side, bar in from the far side. He said in his post-game interview, he joked about it, he closed uh, his eyes and shot. But then he he laughed about it and said, you know, he's seen the pre-scout, so I think... They, they obviously, they pre-scouted Leonard, and he came in. That's a set play, and I think they had that drawn up from the very beginning, and they executed it to perfection, and Radulov sniped it and couldn't have put it better. I am going to take a brief pause real quick, just say a quick ad from another one of the podcasts here at the Hockey Podcast Network, and then we will get right on to discussing Game 4. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're gonna love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band and every band guy wants to be an, you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey. And then each other was like, hmm, I think you should stay neutral. And we're like, yeah, yeah. you know what? Well, you're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. All right, and we are back talking about game four of this series between Vegas and Dallas. It is the same goalies, unfortunately for us. erratic Foxa was going to be missing this one. He was deemed unfit to play, but Andrew Cagliano will draw back into the lineup. And again, right off the bat, right off of puck drop, Vegas is all over us, and Anhan Hudobin is yet again out standing. It is all Vegas in this first period, and we are again, again, lucky to come out of this one tied 0-0. The shots were 13-5 for Vegas after that first period. A couple of scramble moments in the crease for the Stars. At one point, Carlson throws the puck into Dobby's feet. He does a really veteran move, and he sort of like spins his left leg around to keep it out, and they were unable to see if the puck ever crossed the goal line, but I'm gonna say that it didn't, and it never did, so it didn't count It never did. Ha ha ha. And we got lucky with a few posts. Unfortunately, Alec Martinez then scores on the power play, 744 through the second. It's a clean faceoff win over to Martinez, who is sitting there waiting for the one-timer. He blasts that pass to Dobin to give the Golden Knights the 1-0 lead. Then Anton Hudobin would stop Derek Roy in front of the net. With 8.26 left in the second period, Joe Pavelski was scored his ninth of the postseason. Andrew Cogliano forces a turnover in the Vegas line. It's a backhand that he was going to flick on net that then deflects off of Nate Schmidt's stick up and over top of Leonard, giving him sort of a changeup. He can't catch the puck to tie the game at one Later on in the second period, on the power play, Alexander Radulov would hit Robin Leonard in the neck with a puck, but the puck would stay out of the net. And then Jamie Benn would score his seventh of the playoffs on the power play, which is 58.3 seconds left in the second period. It's a shot on net from Klingberg that is saved, rebound right to Jamie Benn in the slot, and he roofs it over top of Leonard to give the Stars the 2-1 to lead. The shots are 24-14 to in this one. Mark Stone would be hurt in this one, but he would continue to play. He would actually finish this game, but every time he was on the ice, he seemed to be really favoring one leg. So we'll keep an eye on him if he even plays in Game 5 and 6 or the rest of this series. And unfortunately for the Stars, Rupe Hints also left this game as well hurt after colliding early in the first period with John Klingberg. His neck sort of snapped, so I really, really hope Hints is able to come back for the rest of the series and the rest of the playoffs. Pacioretty would hit the post, and Gurionov would stop on a breakaway. The Stars would have a flurry of breakaways in this one, but other than those breakaways, it is all the Anton Hudobin show in this one. He is getting. He is stopping everything. The Golden Knights cannot seem to crack him, and the Stars are able to hold on to a one-goal lead in the third period. They now are nine and one with one-goal leads in this post-series, and the shots are on goal are thirty-three to twenty for Vegas. The Stars go one for four on the power play and four for five on the penalty kill and take a three-to-one series lead, ladies and gentlemen. So now we are poised on. The first time the Dallas Stars have made the postseason in 20 years. That's a long time, and one of the things I really wanted to yell about before I end this episode, so we can move on and get to finishing off the Golden Knights and to our final Stanley Cup series. And man, it feels that feels good to say is Anton Hudobin. All right, this man, if the Stars win the Stanley Cup, and to be honest. If they don't win the Stanley Cup, Anton Hudobin, I think, deserves to win the Conn Smythe. He has been spectacular. He's let in some soft goals. You know what? He hasn't. He hasn't been amazing. He's not the the most technically sound goaltender. But let's remember, going into this, Ben Bishop was our starter. Everyone was nervous of Ben Bishop. Tom Franklin of the Blue Notes podcast came on this this show time and time again and talked with such fear of what Ben Bishop did to them in the playoffs, the fact that we had Anton Hudobin starting Game 1 against the Calgary Flames scared me. I knew he'd been good through the regular season, but the playoffs are a different beast, and you get to see really just like stars, unexpected stars shine in this one, Anton Hudobin has been incredible. He's been the star's best player. The team loves him. He gives amazing interviews. He has a memeable face. He's round. He, he's not very big. He's flashy. He's jumping all over the place. He's unorthodox, but he's fun. He, he They keep making Dominish, Dominic Hasek comparisons to him on the broadcast, and while you know maybe he's not as good of a goaltender as Dominic Hasek, the saves he's making, the style of play he, he, he plays – is such a fun style of play. He's flying across the net making split saves, but then he pulls off his mask and he's smiling underneath every single time. Anton Hudobin is a gem. I love having him on the Stars team. I hope the Stars are able to resign him next season. And he has a strong, strong contest now for Con Smythe with Mira Heiskanen if the Stars can win the cup. I know we still got a long, long way to go to get there and some intense opponents to go through. Listen, the Golden Knights are not out of this. We learned our lesson once, hopefully, versus the Colorado Avalanche by going up 3-1 and then having to beat them in a game seven and relying on Yoel Kibiranta to score a hat-trick and in overtime at that to beat the Colorado Avalanche in game seven. Let's put the Golden Knights away early. Listen, we lose game five. I really don't want to lose game five. I want to win game five and forget about it, and focus on the next task, which is winning the Stanley Cup in the Stanley Cup finals. But if they win game five, let's just put them to bed game six. I don't want any of this heart attack game seven nonsense. Let's put them to bed, boys, all right? Listen, this episode has got me shaking. It's got me pumped up. It's got me hyped, all right? We're going to go in to this game five, and we're going to just play Dallas Stars hockey. We're not going home, ladies and gentlemen, alright? Remember to follow this podcast on Twitter, at CleanskatePod on Twitter, so that you can follow along with me as I scream about the Dallas Stars on Twitter, alright? I want to hear your guys' excitement as the Stars inch closer to a potential Stanley Cup final showdown for the Stanley Cup. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I will talk to you cowpokes in the Stanley Cup finals. (laughs)